0: What's up everybody? Welcome to the newest episode of Demo Day, the podcast for entrepreneurs and venture capitalists where we demystify the culture of joining one of the top accelerators, incubators, or VC programs from around the world. I'm Sean Goldfaden, CEO of Coefficient Labs, and on today's episode, we'll be putting together a mashup from some of the best episodes of Demo Day featuring what it takes to be a great leader, what you can learn from going through an accelerator program and how you should go about approaching VCs that you're looking for investments from. From all of us at Coefficient Labs, thanks for tuning in to our special virtual edition of Demo Day. Without further ado, let's get into the show.
1: What do you think makes great leaders? Uh, someone who's a servant leader. So understanding that uh, it's, so say me as a leader, it's my job to empower my people. So how do I remove barriers from front of them so that they can reach their true potential? Like, how do I do that? And to me, someone who has that mentality uh, will make an incredible leader because Those people will want to run through walls for you, and that's what you need.
2: I mean, here's, like, one of the biggest things, right? It's, like, how can I help everyone on the team reach their own goals, right? So, like, the the biggest trust factor that you want to build is, you know, if you're an employee of mine or if you're on my team, um, like, what are your personal goals, right? And how can working with me or working at Tapcart or working on this vision help you reach those, right? And that's like goal alignment, right? If if, if working at Tapcart or working on this amazing vision is gonna help you reach your personal goals, then there's a, a really well aligned situation there. And that's where you can start to like really start building trust. Cause you know that part's taken care of. You know, there's no, uh, you know, agendas. You know that they're willing to put on the hard work. You know that it's part of their personal goals, part of their career goals. So I think that's like really a strategy where, um, you've just got to find certain people that are all in, right? For their personal reasons and for career reasons. You, you know, you as a leader, not only have to like lead by example, um, but also have to have a element of selflessness of like, you're going to lead some of the vision, but you're also working on empowering your team and your employees, your investors, whoever is involved to coming up with their own vision and their own, uh, style of, you know, of leadership or of, 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 of product or whatever they're working on. So, um, I'd say that's the biggest change. And I think, you know, in normal business, it happens when you go from like an individual contributor to now like a manager, like that, that, that switch gets flipped instantly and you got to adapt.
1: A lot of time entrepreneurs only see the wins. They don't see the, the entrepreneurs that like, when you are crushed crying on the shower floor, because you feel like the world is ending because your venture has basically died um so no i don't think that everyone uh everyone can actually do this um my path is a lot different from a lot of other entrepreneurs and uh it's odd but i i wouldn't change the way that i went so even when i got out of uh undergrad like when it works for a big company, um, I did it for a long time because it gave me the ability to, to not only learn the structure of like a fortune 500, but it gave me the ability to find different skills that, uh, and different mentors there that I would not otherwise have access to if I was just doing it as an entrepreneur and trying to figure it out. Um, so for me, it's a little bit different. I guess my view is a lot different. Like, I will never tell you to drop out of undergrad uh, to, to start a venture. Like, I think that's crazy. And us basing our entire industry off of Snapchat or Facebook, I think is a huge detriment to what we stand for.
3: The mental health uh, component of being a, a founder is so vital. Um, I think having balance with your uh, social life, whatever that is for you, And your business life is, is key to success. And so, you know, if we're talking about support, um, what that is, that's, that could be family, that could be friends, that could be whatever is, is your, uh, launch point, you know, for whatever got you from zero to one, don't get rid of that. Continue that, right? Like take the people and the, and the things that were working when you first started your business that got you over the edge to do that in the first place and, 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 and don't lose that because I think that you know there's always this false sense of security, especially when when companies raise uh, you know decent rounds of of capital. There's this false sense of security that like, oh, we kind of made it. I just raised ten million dollars Series A. It, yeah, you didn't do shit, right? Like you haven't done anything. Um, and I've seen it so often than that I've seen Series A, Series B, Series C, Series D companies fail. So like you you, you got to continue that drive, and you need the people there to continue to keep you in check.
2: Yeah, it was all about finding the right fit. So we met with a lot of different accelerators. We met with a lot of pre-seed angel investors. And something we kind of learned was there's a lot of facets to what a good fit means, right? So it's not just a personality type. Uh, It's not sometimes even the the buy-in and the willingness to help, and you know, it's definitely not the check. That, I mean, that's for sure. Uh, anyone can do that. And when we started meeting with these these accelerators, we we realized these these other facets of like, hey, they have an entire community, and those are people you're going to be spending every single day with, like gr- good times, bad times. Um, you know, watching them, taking advice from them, hanging out, getting beers with them. Uh, and that was something that was, like, new, right? It wasn't about the investor. It was about, like, wow, this community they have is uh, someone I want to spend time with or someone I don't want to spend time with. And finding that fit was, was really interesting, so.
4: Yeah, I, I, I think that with accelerators and incubators, they're, they're pretty great in teaching you the pace that companies move, that start, that good startups move. You Talk to us more about the pace. You, you have to, move, you have to move fast, right? And you're moving generally on like a weekly, weekly scale. And you're like, man, we've got to grow every single week. That that is the right pace, and that's that sort of hustle is required, hundred uh, percent. If you don't know that, you're gonna get your ass kicked. If you don't like, know that, you,
0: you it ain't right for you
4: <laughs> immediately. So I think that that's like one of the very first things you learn going in there. Um, the relentless focus on growth is excellent. I know Y Combinator is very big on that. I, I'm just I pound my table on that. Um, I think that their help. It wasn't like they really helped in terms of like fundraising introductions, but they helped me think through how to approach fundraising conversations. And that was important for me. There's a game. There's a, there's like a the story. There's a science, not a science, but like there's, there's something going on where like you need to know the language, the inside language. It's not like, you know, like everyone compares it to dating and like playing hard to get and so forth. Yeah, it's that way. But like, you just need to understand subtle signals, subtle things going on. And if I hadn't joined the accelerator, I'm not sure I would have been smart enough to pick up on those things early on. That's really valuable in an accelerator.
0: Tell people about your thoughts in general, just on pitching VCs, and, and I thought yeah. you
2: had a really unique perspective on it. Yeah, yeah, I think um, I think it, I think look at pitching VCs as not about the End goal, right? Which is to get the funds in the bank. Like, if you were to potentially take that out of the equation, let's just say you're going to pitch a bunch of VCs and there's no money, no money at all. Like, let's just say you're just doing it. Um, you get to sit down and interview and pitch and get feedback from and and have camaraderie, like with some of the smartest people in the world potentially. And like, that's a huge, and to get feedback on your business or your personal life or whatever else you want um, for free. So I think that's, that's like an amazing opportunity um, and it's just a mindset, no, right? It's just it's yeah. the same thing as happening,
0: but you're just looking at it in a different light. You're looking at it as feedback. You're looking at it as like, oh, wow, I, maybe I didn't articulate my mission or my vision as clearly as I could have. And I think you had even said there's times when you would just be like in between pitches and you might just change one or two words
2: because yeah, like something just might not land as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and you get into a mindset of like, okay, like what is actually solving like world issues? Uh, cause that's what VCs, you know, that's what they're interested in. Um, and like, not like, okay, how are we going to get from point A to point B? It's like, how do we get from point A to point Z, uh, and, and, and create a mission that's broad enough, that's going to last, uh, five, 10, 20 years. Um, and, and that was a huge like learning experience. Uh, I think our pitch went from like, Hey, we're going to make these brands of iPhone app to now our entire mission is we're making mobile shopping easy, fun, and attainable for every brand, right? Like that can last for 20 years. We can have billions of people using it. There can be hundreds of thousands of customers. Our main goal is mobile shopping. It's not apps. It's not web. It's just the entire mobile shopping experience. And um, that, something like that is something that, you know, VCs have, have helped us really tune in um, for our, you know, our pitches and and getting feedback. But I think, yeah, fundraising, um, you know, let's just say someone asks you, Hey, do you want to talk to some of the smartest investors in the world, uh, for free or do you not? Right. Like what's your, what's your answer going to be? Like probably, of course. So I think, um, the money's great that that's the end goal, but, um, you know, having that panel of super, super smart people, um, really help you is, is amazing. And, and, and no one's ever, um, you know, mean about it. I think if there's, there's always decent feedback, there's always good intentions. Um, you know, there's always, it's always a good experience. Uh, so
0: if a founder comes to you with that sort of customer development, they show that, that, um, uh, go getter mentality. Is that something that you actually weigh into when you're deciding? Absolutely.
5: On a company? I, I advise people that are like pre-revenue, to show that as traction. That's a big key part of like showing traction. Cause a lot of people were like, Oh, I don't have revenue or not. I'm not, you know, I'm paying customers. And how do I show traction, show traction in that you've, so you can show traction in a couple of ways. Like you can show traction that, you know, we, we, we thought of this idea in March, you know, we, we got down and got an MVP together in a month. We launched MVP. We got, we talked to customers, we opened up the, you know, beta and, and, and launched in, in three months, and we have this many people um, using the app. Like, just just show the investor that you're moving forward. That narrative. That narrative that you're moving forward fast. And you know, if you're fundraising, you know, you're fundraising for this amount of time. But your heads down. Other than that, you're, you know, the week or whatever that you're meeting investors, like your heads down, moving forward with your team, and you're not mess, you're not wait, you know, wasting time. So yeah, speaking to customers and having. A good narrative around what you've learned and what has failed is a really good sign to, 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 to investors that you know what you're doing.
4: It's important to understand who you are, where you are, and what you want to do. And in my time as a founder, my time spending time with founders on all sides of the table, the ones that have the most definitive vision, meaning they know what they want to do, They typically are the companies that do the best over time. It's the young founders who start listening to people over here on their left. They start listening to the investors. They start listening to, I don't know, you and me. They they Mm -hmm. just listen to everybody, and they get blown by the wind a little bit, and they're not quite sure what they want to see happen.
3: Conviction is... is Here's the thing. There's a difference between conviction, confidence, vision. These are all traits that are required for an early entrepreneur in order to be successful. When I stress test a uh, an entrepreneur and see how they respond to whether it's a, a you know an idea that I may have that they should try in their business, or if it's something that I think they are missing the boat on, um, and they push back. Look, there's a lot of ways that you can respond to an investor and in his feedback or her feedback. Um, but if they come back to me and they're completely manipulative, they are, oh, you know, I, I think that you're, you're great and, you know, we, sh- we should absolutely do that. And they try to kind of get me to feel like I'm super smart. I'm out, right? Like to me, I'm, I need you to think thoughtfully, like think thoughtfully, which is a, I guess that's a stupid way of looking at it. But I want you to, to, to take what I said. And apply it to the knowledge that you've built up over however many years you've been building this business. And then understand where my perspective is and turn it around. Mm. So if I challenge you, if I'm challenging you on on a go-to-market strategy, don't turn around and say, oh, that's a great idea. I should try that. No, turn around and say, okay, well, I actually haven't thought about that or I have thought about that. And hopefully you have. um, And understand that I'm just trying to see how you think. I'm trying to see how you are approaching the problems that you're going to be facing and come back to me with a more thoughtful, ideally convicted response. And that conviction is important when, when thinking about the fact that I know that you're not going to just you know, change on a dime.